1: Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess.
0: Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We are going to do an episode today on beach etiquette, and uh, Scott wants you to make sure that you see Jimmy on the front of the screen. Yeah, it was
1: just uh, two days ago (laughs) that at 5.45 a.m., my dog Jimmy was up watching the sunrise on Hampton (laughs) Beach, and guess where I was? I was sleeping soundly. That's
0: right. Mommy took the Border Collies to the beach. Um, he was our, almost
1: attacked by there some he is. loose dog. He
0: was not. Uh, it was him. too early. God, it was he's just, a handsome
1: dog, isn't he? It was he? just our dogs. Our Sitting old, so proudly.
0: Okay, easy here. Our, <laughs> <laughs> our previous employee, uh, Taylor Beecher, met me at the beach and took oh, yeah. some photos Photo of our credit, dog, So that was Taylor nice. Beecher. But uh, Scott, now that he knows that you can send things in to put on the front of the set, he had to send Ben this picture today on the way in of Jimmy. Took me
1: a year to figure that out. <laughs> He's a slow learner. I'm going to send in some nude photos of Jess next week, and they're uh. just going to pop up by surprise.
0: <laughs> All right. So, first, got to do the quirky tip of the day, and then we are going to do beach etiquette. You want to be my squeaker?
1: Uh, yeah. <coughs> Go
0: All right. Ahead. The quirky tip of the day, if you guys are not aware of it, is that salt water, which you find normally if you're on a beach, at least when you're on the coasts here— is, can be dangerous for dogs. So make sure if you are on the beach, you have fresh water for the dogs and you don't let the dogs ingest too much salt water. That is often something that people aren't aware of and then their dogs are puking later and it's a problem.
1: Yeah. And you know, the weird thing is that dogs will actually drink salt water when they're, if they're retrieving a ball and for whatever reason, you would think like, we're not going to drink salt water. We're going to get grossed out. But then they wind up ingesting it Maybe it's through the retrieving. I don't know. If, are they consciously well, drinking some, that water? It's some dogs gross. are. If
0: they're really hot, they'll actually drink it. But um, yeah, I think that even came up in our summer safety episode as far as the water intoxication goes. But the flatter the toy, the better because the dog's mouth isn't open as much. So if you're throwing a big ball into the ocean, there's going to be more water rushing in than if it's a flatter toy. So be careful of your toy choice if you are throwing. But if your dog is drinking well, out that, of the ocean, don't think, oh, he's thirsty. It's fine. That's not a good thing.
1: Obviously. <laughs>
0: I'm just letting people water. know. Come on, man. Just letting people know. All right. Well, Scott has the uh, advantage here that he's lived on both coasts pretty much his whole life with dogs and everything else. So he has more beach experience. For me, bringing dogs to the beaches was like a newfound concept when I moved out to New England because I'm from the Midwest and I lived in Colorado for a bit. And you know, we have lakes and stuff, but we don't have these big beaches and the ocean and everything else.
1: So how was your experience the other morning? (laughs) Share with us.
0: Well, Monday, so Monday I woke up 4 30 AM, drove in for sunrise photos, brought the three border collies. That was all fine. And then Taylor had her dog. She didn't want to do photos, but she brought her dogs out to run. And the stuff that you see on the beach, like you couldn't even make it up. It's crazy how out of control dogs are. So To me, the beach is... The dogs are running on the
1: beach. I don't see the problem.
0: I know you don't. We're going to get there. Stretching their legs. So the beach is way different to me than like a hiking trail or something because people think like, oh, this could be close to the street. I'm not sure what's going to happen. My dog might not come back. They seem to be a little more conscientious sometimes in a hiking trail. Normally, there's a big wall or something in the ocean. So people just treat it like this big wide lane for their dogs to like go and be let loose and hopefully be pretty safe. And I... Frankly, don't understand the logic. Well, there's not there. a
1: lot of wildlife out there from the chase. You don't. Have there's to worry a about lot that. of other
0: like, dogs. So one thing that happened was Taylor was playing ball with um her lab, and she, she throws the ball, and the freaking this dog, this lady was walking down the beach for like I don't know five minutes, and her dog was like. Ah! crazy on a leash, just absolutely out of control, super excited to see us, everything else. Well, that's
1: probably Taylor's fault. <laughs>
0: Since the dog was so excited and wanting to go, the lady then unclipped the leash from the harness, of course it was on a harness, and the dog charges as fast as possible behind Taylor's dog, and this lab was super chill, and I was like, hey, dog coming, just so she knew. But, you know, had her dog turned the wrong way, it could have been T-boned and gotten injured. And had that been my dogs, frankly, what, right when they're going to pick up their ball, that's not when they need another dog coming right at them. They could have gotten snarky there. I might have had to call them off or something else. So,
1: you know, that reminds me of a story. Oh, here we go. One of my first times on the beach uh, with a dog yeah, out in California. Yeah, uh, And it was with a young dog, young Malinois that I had. And I was with some other trainers. <laughs> These are some, you know, other Malinois people. And they're supposed to be good trainers. And they were actually good trainers, but I don't know about their dog handling skills, because I was throwing the ball for my dog, and this other guy had his dog there, and I said, um, oh, and his dog just took off after the ball. I had already done three or four retrieves. I was away from the other people. His dog came running up, and Chase outran my dog and got my dog's ball. And my dog came back to me. And he was young. He was like a year old. He's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) The dog took my ball. So the guy takes the ball from his dog, gives it to me, and says, sorry about that, man. You know, I said, all right, you know, no big deal. So I throw the ball again. And his dog takes (laughs) off again after it. And this time, my dog is like, there's no way you're getting my ball this time. And they just kind of meet, like, at the same time at the ball. And my dog just tore into him and said, I'm taking the fucking ball, buddy. It's my ball. Came back. My dog came back all proud after kicking the other dog's ass. And I was well, like... there wasn't
0: uh, blood drawn or anything.
1: No, but there was a there was fight over the ball. Yeah, my dog got the ball and came back. But the problem was my dog became defensive about his ball after that. And it sucked because now if a dog was around and he had a ball, he'd growl. He'd get like, okay, you know, you know it's not... He won the altercation, but that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Because now he was even getting to be a little bit of a bully. It's like, hey, you want (laughs) to mess with my ball? Come on over, bud.
0: You don't want to build up the mouse too much. Yeah. But so toys, for one, I just don't understand any owner that is thinking, okay, it's fine for two dogs to interact with one toy, especially if the owner doesn't own both dogs. I mean, if you want to play family ball or family disc or something within your own pack, fine, if that works for you. But strange dogs should not be around other dogs' toys, as far as I'm concerned. That's just an automatic no-no. The other thing that happened, which I just couldn't believe, this lady couldn't actually hold on to the leash of her dog. The dog was so excited. So this person that I'm talking about that chased after the dog, um, the lady unclipped the leash and made a conscious effort to be like, okay, go run, be free. And that was the dog. She called the dog The dog didn't pull out of her hands. No, but there's another story. I'm discriminating against or uh, deciphering against the two, between the two. So the one that was loose, uh, the lady was like, come on, come on, come on. Like calling the dog back a few times, never was able to get control of the dog. So Taylor grabbed this dog and gave it to the owner and said, here you go, take your dog. Uh, But the second lady is the dog's really excited. There's a whole group of dogs. And the dog just pulled right out of her hands on the leash. So now there's like 18 people trying to like step on the dog's leash, catch the dog, the owner's in there. It looks like you're, you know, fighting the bulls or whatever. It was crazy. So they got the dog and it was fine, but I didn't understand how if you have a dog and you're holding the leash and this dog was maybe like 45 pounds, the woman, it wasn't a six-year-old girl. I mean, it was a woman. I don't understand how the dog, it's just gets so exuberant that it gets out of your hands. Like you may have control.
1: She may have had a bad shoulder. Should Maybe, but doc? if she
0: has a bad shoulder or a bad back, then I wouldn't bring your dog to the beach. And this specifically, not that we didn't have our dogs on this beach, but it's not necessarily a dog beach. Um, for off hours, you don't get a bad time with it. A lot of the beaches around here do allow you to bring dogs. And now that Labor Day is coming and the summer's kind of fading out and we're going into fall, a lot of the beaches um, on the coast are going to open up for dogs, and it's legal to have dogs. But there were probably 15 dogs there by 6 a.m., and very few healthy interactions going on. Like I'm, I'm telling you, all of the dogs were freaking out of their minds, very excited. The other thing that now, I noticed—can I
1: defend the dog owners in this case? Go for it. I think if you have a dog <laughs> that you have trouble with, it'd be better to take your dog to the beach at 5:30 a.m. than peak hours when everybody else is going to have their dog at the beach. So well, these probably beach, went there hoping, "Jeez, it's early. Maybe I can get on the beach." This beach not a have peak
0: hours because dogs aren't allowed there
1: peak for whatever people when they would naturally bring. Pretty yeah. soon, you'll be able to bring your dog to the beach I, any time of day.
0: If you're, But even if your dog's the only dog on the beach and you don't have a recall or you don't have control over the dog or another dog comes onto the beach that's going to be aggressive, like that's just a recipe for disaster. You kind of have to have a little forethought there. Dogs
1: are dogs. Let <laughs> them run. Let <laughs> them run. They'll come back when they're tired enough. Yeah.
0: Well, some people do actually adhere to that method. Some very famous people.
1: Um, what's the point of this podcast, babe? I don't get it. Beach
0: etiquette. What you can do to better. Don't go to the beach. (laughs) I am not saying that people (laughs) suck, but the dogs at the beach, I just reminded me that, like, we always talk about this hairpin recall, you know, the dogs running after a deer or something. If you can't call the dog once and they just turn right away, don't have your dog off leash. These people couldn't call their dog if they had a stake sitting out there, outreached a foot from the dog. You know what I mean? Like there was just no chance that the dogs were going to come back. And I feel like people treat the beach like this, like daycare, playground, like, okay, we're safe. The ocean's there. The wall's there. Let Live and let live. And that is not a very respectful way to treat the beach or to treat other people on the beach or to treat other dogs or something else. The other thing that was happening is the dogs that are racing around like crazy, not only are you worried that they'll run into another dog and T-bone another dog, but what about the nice little late old lady that's walking the shore and everything else? Like, if that dog runs behind and takes her out at her knees, that's going to be an issue for you. And dogs are running fast on the that's beach. A, They're having a, a lot of That's a pretty rude dog
1: that's going to take out an old lady.
0: <laughs> Some dogs get really excited now about Now we're the talking
1: about my dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the front of the set. And
1: no. you know, that reminds me, I had a little dog that took you out at the beach.
0: Oh, that, I did I go had down a little, at the beach. I had a little
1: terrier. The dog couldn't have been more than 20 pounds, he maximum. It was,
0: was a jag terrier. Those the dog runs at f- Jess.
1: Triggers. She's got her back to the dog. He comes running and jumps up and just body checks her right behind the knee. She collapsed, <laughs> like just like a floppy noodle lands on the beach. I was laughing my ass off. You
0: were always. So he, I
1: praised him right away with
0: the way you described me. He was a killer. Those dogs are bred to kill hogs. They're crazy. He wasn't biting. No, he, he wasn't biting, but he did catch me off guard. That so came later. If that happens with your owner, you should be specifically more careful, um, with other people. It's funny. I posted on my personal page about this, um, topic and I said, Hey, any, you know, tips for people out there? And somebody commented and said that she brought her dog to the beach. And her dog peed on a guy's towel while he was on it. So she said, I was like, oh my gosh, admittedly, I didn't have that one on the list. Great. So if you're going to go to the beach, make sure your dog isn't going to go mark someone's towel or even worse, pee on someone.
1: You know, that happened to me. I'm embarrassed to say it, but a this dog brings up some you? memories.
0: What? Did you have a, what are you talking about? Wait, what, did a-
1: you pee on someone <laughs> on your towel on the beach?
0: Was there a jellyfish bite? There
1: was a cake party not far from the incident. I mean-
0: where are we going with this?
1: No, I was uh, <laughs> dating this girl. I was about 20 or so. We went to the beach together. She had her dog, and the uh, dog was off leash, and we like, sat together on the beach looking at the ocean. The dog comes up and lifts his leg on my back.
0: Really? Yeah. He must yeah. not have liked you. Who was oh, it? He was
1: Mark. He was, he was owning me. He Who said, was hey, it? I'm not going to get into all that. You don't know him. You never met him.
0: <laughs> I got to tell this story real quick before <laughs> we go to break. So Scott's mom, she's long gone now. Dear, God bless her soul.
1: Does this have anything to do with the beach?
0: No, but it does have to do oh, with your boy. previous relationships.
1: So, I only had two before I met Jess, first <laughs> of all. Sense. So anyway. I was Scott considering was, a monastery.
0: Scott was married. I'm his second marriage. I understand all that. That's fine. Well, his mom's in the hospital. Like early on in our relationship, I'd say like the first two years. And I went to visit her myself. And uh, now my sister-in-law was there at the same time and everything. And we're talking. And they were talking about the Danvers Port Yacht Club. And uh, my mother-in-law turned real night mother, whatever, Scott's mother Turns yeah, to my now, well, she wasn't. We weren't married at the time. My future sister in law and says, Oh, yeah, Scott and Tina almost got married at the Danvers Port Yacht Club. And I always said, Huh, Tina. Scott, Scott, and Tina were engaged. I'm like, you should tell me if you were engaged more than twice. Like that's Uh, how much information do I have to get into? Well, uh, not much. Although you dated someone when you were 20,
1: and the dog peed on you. I didn't tell you about a dog peeing on me either. (laughs) There's there's been a lot of history. Dogs, dogs
0: always know best. All right, we're gonna go to Happy Howies and we're actually gonna give you guys some productive tips when we get back. Happy Howie's all-natural dog treats are made with real, slow-cooked beef, lamb, and turkey. Choose from deli-style sausages, wolf sticks, jerky, burger treats, and our soft meat roll treats. All of our treats are available in bulk or in convenient resealable packages. And dogs just love Happy Howie's. They are made in the USA and available at thousands of retailers nationwide and online at happyhowies.com. Try Happy Howies today and save 10% with promo code QUIRKY10. Happy Howies. We're making it real. All right, we are back. So I did have my beach experience. I'm pulling up my Facebook thread because I printed all my answers, but some of them got truncated. So I got to make sure I have all the right answers. Uh, this happened because one, we were going to the beach on Monday, and I thought, oh my god, dogs at the beach really are out of control. This is why I don't go to the beach with my dogs. Normally.
1: Did, I, did I tell you about the stripper? <laughs> no. After the podcast, we'll get into that because now I feel as though I should disclose these things. <laughs> go ahead. We'll,
0: we'll have a little marital chat after this. So. The question that we got was, my dog's coat is really hard to dry. How do I get it to dry quicker? And this honestly is a thing. We actually dropped a dog off at a Somebody, groomer on the way here. And if you have a double-coated dog... doesn't like
1: a real question to me. It sounds like a <laughs> the hell kind of question. All right, my dog doesn't dry. Come on.
0: You don't know because you don't bathe the dogs. But this is actually a thing. Like Newfoundlands and stuff, they uh-huh. freaking coats. They take forever. A lot of labs have a double coat. It's really hard to get them to dry. So there's this company. It's called Rough and Tumble Dog. And they're out of the UK, and they actually have these coats they sell. I saw a dog that just got one. It looked like Little Red Riding Hood. It was so cute. Um, And it'll help the dog's coat to dry, like, in warp speed time. So check them out.
1: When you said rough and tumble, I thought you put the dog in the dryer or something. (laughs) (laughs) Bouncing around in there. How the hell is covering up a dog's coat with a coat going to help them dry? That sounds like some kind of... I, you know, I haven't reviewed the product yet, so, so I don't want to be, I don't want to be judgmental. So this isn't some paid sponsorship that <laughs> you're fighting right now. <laughs> put a coat up, put a, put, wrap, wrap your dog in a plastic bag. I'll expl- <laughs> They'll dry really quick. <laughs> <I'll explain laughs> the science of the coat to Scott after we talk
0: about the strippers after
1: this podcast. Okay. okay. So what else you want to talk about here? I want to talk about
0: the dogs in the, on the beach in the middle of the day, because the sand is freaking hot on the dog's feet. And oh, some people don't realize that. You can't. You literally. You just started walking barefoot this year. You are not a big barefoot person. Very sensitive Are going to put booties uh,
1: on? Put booties on the dog now.
0: <laughs> or be conscious of <laughs> one the time thing. Of I'd day, say that maybe or could walk be a more, near the water.
1: A productive solution for your dog, if you want to take your dog to the beach and your dog doesn't have a great recall, even you know mm,
0: this is a good one. Is
1: let them drag a twenty-foot long line around. It's way easier to grab a long line or tell someone down the beach, "Hey, could you pick up that leash for me?" Then a dog that's just bolting around playing games with you. We were at the beach uh, a couple months back where the lady let her dog off leash. The dog would come back within five feet, stand there, look at her, and then she'd take a slow step towards the dog. The dog would take off. Dogs love to play
0: keep away. And this (laughs) is unfathomable to me. This is getting into another topic, but... When something like that happens once, it should never happen again. Like, if you have to play keep away with your dog, bring that
1: dog right to the shelter. for
0: more than 30 seconds. No, I'm just saying set yourself up <laughs> so that it actually never occurs again. Yeah, I don't want that crap the happening. dogs are really enjoying that game, and it's very reinforcing to them when they're winning and everything else. So just be thoughtful of that. I did have somebody comment who wasn't um, a dog person, which I appreciated because it was just like, hey, I'm a person that goes to the beach, and this is how I feel. And her thought process was, like, be more conscientious of your dog. Don't let your dog just run amok, ruin everybody else's day. And if you're there with kids, make sure the kids are very clear on the rules because a lot of times it's the same thing like with Well, dogs. that would
1: require you not being real self-centered to begin with, I think. <laughs> being actually, you know, courteous to the people in public. But if
0: you're there and you don't have a dog and you have kids on the beach, make sure you're not just thinking like, oh, the kids are at the beach, everything will be fine. Be conscious of if your kids are running up to these dogs and everything else. And normally where we are, dogs are, they're on different hours than the people are. So when the sun goes down, as the sun's coming up, that's more the dog times. But if there are people out there enjoying their day on the beach with cocktails and, you know, suntan lotion and everything else, don't have your dog rain on their parade, especially if it was just swimming in the ocean and now it's running all over their towels and everything. And that's if your not dog good. takes
1: a big dump on the beach, Clean don't it up. just kick a little sand over it and move yeah. on because some little three-year-old is going to have their little shovel out and they're going <laughs> to dig up that little surprise <laughs> later on. <laughs> and then they'll probably eat it because they're three.
0: Well, and not only that, just be <laughs> conscious of, and at least dogs can't get COVID, and just be conscious of being a responsible dog owner because being on the beach is a very nice way to start your day or end your day, especially this time of year, walk the ocean, gather your thoughts, your dog has a big, long place to run and enjoy themselves like we need to be responsible. It's the same reason that hotels are starting to back off on pet policies and everything. People are just taking advantage. So
1: yeah, the beach is a luxury for your dog. Yes. And uh, if you abuse it, it'll get policed more. There'll be big fines handed out. No one will be able to do it. Everyone will bitch about. Oh, my dog was really good, and he can't go to the beach anymore. <laughs> you know. So and, without being a total dick, you you need to kind of police each other. You know, it's and not don't- easy
0: like just assume that just because a dog is at the beach, that the dog is dog friendly. This isn't like a dog park. If you go to a dog park and your dog's a jerk, which a lot of people do bring jerk dogs to dog parks because they think it'll help socialize the dog. But yeah, you should hopefully assume at a dog park, all the dogs are social. You went to this specific enclosed area. Like you're thinking dogs are there to want to have friends. Just because the dog's on the beach doesn't mean now that your dog can rush up on the other dogs and The other dogs can rush up on your dog and your dog's gonna enjoy that. That's not the whole point of being there. And the same thing with barking dogs. If your dog is excessively noisy, When it's playing or running or chasing waves or, you know, playing ball with you or whatever else, shut the dog up. Like the beach is not a place for dog barking. How do you shut
1: up a dog on the beach when they're a hundred yards away from you?
0: Well, then the dog should maybe be closer. And then if the dog's barking on the leash on a six foot leash, you can step on the leash, limit the movement. There's ways to start to counteract all these things to calm the dog down. And the bottom line is if your baseline of being at the beach is not your dog walking on a loose leash, And your dog off-leash, being able to recall back to you in a matter of a minute, I think is reasonable. I would like to say a second. That's what we expect. But if your dog can't come back to you within a matter of a minute, your dog shouldn't be at the beach in the first place. Like you need to have a baseline of what you expect and your dog needs to walk from the car. To the beach under control before it can go have a big fun time. It's the same thing as daycare. If the dog's dragging you into daycare and then gets to walk in the door every day, that's the behavior that precedes the big fun. So now all of a sudden we're getting the okay. I pull to the beach and then woo, dad lets me off and I get to go run. So you well, need to one
1: be. thing that I do, I mean, just something to consider is when when we go to the beach, we go to a beach typically that's big enough, and all of them are on the on the East Coast here. Well, you can see a couple hundred yards down the beach, so. If we see somebody with off-leash dogs and they're a couple hundred yards down the beach, I'm evaluating how they interact with their dog. And if right their dog, off the bat. If their dog's running away from them towards another dog and that owner claps their hands and their dog comes running right back and, and they have pretty good control, then I'm continuing to move down the beach. But if they're yelling and they can't get their dog back and I see that their dog is bothering another dog or maybe not even bothering, but they just they have no recall and all that. I'll just turn and go the other way around, you know, go the other direction on the beach. I just won't walk the beach. And I can, you know, when I go, I always bring a ball for my dog. And I'm more often than not, I'm throwing the ball for my dog. Dog's going and getting it, bringing it back to me. And so there's this big interactive game that the dog loves. The dog isn't there blowing me off. The dog is there to interact with me in a beach setting, you know, Yeah, that's, and that's even the way if, we do it.
0: Even with that said, that is exactly how we handle the situation. We observe what's going on and then we proceed accordingly. But if we do decide to proceed forward and we think that person has control of their dog, we still may put our dog on a leash or if nothing else, have our dog within like a six to 10 foot sphere of us as we walk by. Like we're not then just letting our dog run or continuing playing ball as we're passing that dog. Like we're not testing the situation, but we're also not turning around or heading back up towards the car or something else. And there have been many times that we stay on the high road. We don't even go down there because you just look at it and it's just dogs. We'll stay up
1: on the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Walk on the boardwalk.
0: It's just dogs Another thing I would say is
1: uh, if if I see a dog coming at us, the owner has no control and this dog is just making a beeline right for me and my dog, I'll call my dog over, put the ball away, clip a leash on my dog and I will get, I will be between my dog and this other dog before I let any kind of interaction happen. I want to see, does this dog want to, you know, tear into my dog? Are they going to approach in a real obnoxious way?
0: I really would say that I, I don't think our dogs have met strange dogs in probably a few years at this point. I mean, maybe a client dog here or there on a lesson, but if we have never met the dog before, normally there's not any interaction. Like, yes, we're advocating for our dogs. But I can't remember the last time that a dog that we had no knowledge of that we just let our dogs. And our
1: dogs are starved for canine socialization. (laughs) They're just so upset.
0: No, they they are they're social dogs, but we just have seen enough that, you know, we it takes one bad incident. Keep in
1: mind that we're traumatized from just dealing with dogs. Yeah, and it doesn't take that many it doesn't take that many fights
0: to get the dog's heads tweaked. My mal was attacked once by three dogs and his head was tweaked. I had control over him. Like I could go out and he could be on a leash and he wasn't blowing up at dogs, but he never met a dog since that, unless we live with the dog. And I integrated him with the dog and everything else. Cause I didn't want to have a problem. So it doesn't take that many times for the dogs to be like, all right, that's it. Just like with Scott and Kane with his ball at the beach. Like he was like, all right, well, that's fine. I'm going to be a jerk now with my ball. Like they learn real quick and they learn the bad stuff real quick. So you need to be thoughtful about what you're going to let your dogs rehearse and how you're going to fix that the next time. And maybe you need to go back and take a few steps and say, all right, I need to fix some stuff before I head back. But really, I guess my main message here is that you don't have any control over what happens at the beach. Unless you have impeccable control over your dog and you can safely get your dog out of that situation, anything goes at the beach as things stand right now. So be prepared for that because no, it's not necessarily your dog's fault, but stuff happens. There was a story last year. Um, in Amesbury or Salisbury that somebody showed up on the beach, let six dogs out. The dogs charged a dog, attacked it. I mean, crazy stuff happens. And the owner was like nowhere to be found. Like it took five minutes for him to actually get to the beach. Like people treat the beach as, you know, oh, the big free zone. And that's not necessarily to the benefit of your dog or the safety of your dog. You don't go to the beach in the morning now to go to the vet and get your dog stitched up later that day. That doesn't make for a happy day for anyone.
1: Yeah. I've heard that same story happening on golf courses too. People let their dogs loose on the golf course early in the morning, there's nobody there, or it's off season, and uh, you some other lady was walking it was one of my clients was walking her dog on the golf course on a leash, and these two dogs came up and just tore that friggin' dog yeah, apart. And the no lady was to be so found. traumatized. She probably needed uh, therapy for years. No, it's
0: it's seriously. I mean, if you experience that, it's terrifying, and especially if you're the only human there. And now you have one small dog and two big dogs.
1: And you know, aside from all the aggression stuff, I mean, that aside because that doesn't happen all the time. If you want to be able to enjoy these outdoor, you know, non-fenced areas, you just got to get some kind of a decent recall on your dog. No one has perfect recall. My dog isn't perfect, but. Um, I don't let my dog get out beyond, let's say if I have a excellent recall at 30 yards, I'm not going to let the dog run 150 yards down the beach because the farther away the dog gets from me, the weaker the hearing is going to get, the weaker the recall potentially could get, the easier my dog could become become overcome by distractions. Of and maybe the harder with it will be dog. for the
0: dog to hear. Another thing is yeah. we bring A whistles. whistle is
1: great. Yeah, yeah. whistle recall is perfect for the beach because you get the surf and it does get real. There's just a lot of white noise there and dogs really can't, well, they get selective hearing, but the, I, I don't think they can hear you when you're a hundred yards down the beach when the surf roaring and all yeah. that stuff.
0: Theoretically, your sphere of influence should be greater as when the dog is near you. And it should be even greater when you have a leash on the dog, the closer you are to the dog, the hopefully more you're able to influence the dog. And if you have no control having your dog, even on a leash, your dog definitely shouldn't be now off leash at the beach either. And speaking of golf courses that made me think of geese and everything with the golf courses, if your dog is a bird dog at the beach and loves chasing the birds and you think, Oh, it's no big deal. The dog's just running out to the water and you know, the birds just fly away and he'll be safe. Well, repetition builds behavior. So if the dog is doing that now at the beach frequently, the dog's going to be doing that in a field or in your yard, or if the dog gets loose or somewhere else. And now we are talking about cars. We are talking about a different situation. So if you're allowing that behavior, a lot of dogs love that. They have the prey drive where, oh, there's a flock of geese or there's, you know, ducks or whatever the pelicans are, whatever they are. And they can
1: drown, especially on a lake. You get get, like three geese uh, swimming around in a lake. The dog goes out towards them. They don't swim away. They just paddle farther out into the lake and your dog's out there. <laughs> yeah. it's just like all and of a sudden they tired. Some of the dogs tired.
0: won't start swimming. They'll just run out and then say, oh, I can't catch them because I'm in the water. And they'll just stand in the water and people think that's fine. But if that carries over to a land situation, you're going to have an issue later on. So be thoughtful of what you're allowing your dogs to rehearse. And if it's something that you want your dogs to be doing, half the people just go to the beach so their dogs are tired for the rest of the day and it works well for them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting good reps there. Look at that dog. He's a handsome dog, huh?
1: God, he's beautiful. How come he's not up? What's Scott up? Scott loves to. It Put switches, my dog back. Put switches my dog back, back and up.
0: forth. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of people in uh, the States do not live near a beach, and this may not but apply to lake, everyone. A lot of
1: lake beaches. Yeah, lake like beaches. That.
0: Everything's the same. But especially now that the weather's changing and the beaches are opening up to dogs again and stuff, don't be assholes. Oh, and don't let your dogs be assholes. I forgot assholes. to give
1: my cannabis update. Went oh, out this God. morning. Most importantly. Got a tape measure. He measures my, his my plant. I don't do it all the time. Eight feet. It's going all the way up to the gutter on the side of the house. Can you believe it?
0: We'll take photos. We're going to be in yeah. the trimming I gotta get soon. a big
1: stepladder. I'm going to take a picture.
0: All right, guys. Next week, we have a special guest. We have the canine ninja from America Ninja Warriors for you. Yeah. And if you need anything in the meantime, you can email <laughs> us at studio at the quirky dog.com. Keep it quirky.
1: Thanks, guys. <laughs>